a confutation of the song called salvi regina proving by scriptures laid thereto that it is rather idolatry than lawful to be sung of true christian men by martin luther this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org grace mercy and strength of spirit that cometh of god the father and our lord jesus christ do i wish unto the gentle reader seeing well beloved brethren and sisters that now by the bounteous goodness and mercy of god the most clear and shining light of the gospel is declared unto us again in this present world therefore may we right well thank and praise god that he hath with safe us to come unto the right understanding and knowledge of the power of his living word namely that we know perfectly now how and after what fashion we ought to praise and thank god and how to utter and declare thankfully our faith which neither can nor ought be sluggish not only inwardly but also outwardly as david the prophet did thanking and praising the lord jesus with songs and melody as paul exhorteth his colossians three to do for if a man believe from the heart he shall be made righteous and if a man knowledge with the mouth he shall be saved romans ten by this it is likely that the songs which are now used in churches everywhere were first instituted of the fathers for this intent namely so to declare and boldly to exercise openly the inward faith for it is manifest that we have no commandment concerning this in all the new testament and for this cause ought we christians to have such songs and ballads now also wherewith the name of god be advanced and magnified and not dishonoured nor blasphemed but alas this costume is not only come to such misuse that christ's honour is not uttered therein but also that lucifer the prince of this world hath thereby confirmed and fortified his kingdom so that there is naught used therein now save only the bishop of rome fares and the thing wherein the service and honour of god was supposed to have consisted have been occupied with nothing save buying and selling chopping and changing yea plain usury yea even as isaiah doth fitly prophesy of them speaking in the person of almighty god on this wise it is ye that have burnt up my vineyard the robbery of the poor is in your house etc upon whom christ also giveth a fearful sentence full of dreadful curses saying woe unto you scribes and pharisees ye hypocrites that devour widows houses and that under the colour of praying long prayers therefore shall ye receive the greater damnation as though he would say with your great howling do ye deceive the poor innocents of whose sweat and blood ye fill your paunches so full that one would think that ye had eaten even the poor innocents houses also but seeing they study nothing so earnestly as to serve their god the belly therefore do not they care for the word of god but do ruffle it upon an heap yea and sell christ and his word as it may be well perceived of them that take diligent heed unto it but what need more words hereof seeing we see daily one bait after the other put at the angle to catch and to seduce the simple people the more which now is partly delivered from the babylonical captivity for the pardons whereby they were wont to scrape a good sum of pens that once were refused begin now to press again in another hue and visor namely that they shall be 
had freely nevertheless the end will declare to what intent this be institute i counsel therefore every christian brother and sister that desireth to be a member of christ to abide by their head jesus christ looking for the true pardons of his merits sucking the pardoning and forgiving of their sins out of his passion and wounds only i will pass over to speak of this matter at this time for it is not now mine intent so to do lest i go too far from my purpose that is that i would have every man to give diligent heed unto the songs that be usually sung in our churches or temples and specially of one the which by the inspiration of the devil is so rife and so corrupted that god is thereby deprived of his honour contrary to the first commandment and it is given unto a creature this may be proved in the song of praise that is sung to the blessed virgin mary the mother of christ wherein we imagine to do her high service and worship which notwithstanding is pitifully dishonoured and mocked therewith for therein is great idolatry so that no greater spite can be done to her than to sing such songs of praise unto her wherein her son jesus christ by whom she received all mercy grace virtue goodness and holiness according to her own confession luke in the first chapter saying my soul magnifieth the lord and my spirit rejoiceth in god my saviour for he hath looked upon the low degree of his handmaiden behold from henceforth shall all generations call me blessed for he that is mighty hath done great things unto me and holy is his name etc in the which words she confesseth god to be her saviour which must save us all also or else we shall be damned for ever we ought therefore to go to him asking mercy and grace of him for he is our hope advocate and salvation will ye therefore worship mary aright worship her in jesus christ her son thanking and praising him for working so wonderful power which he tofore had promised unto the fathers in that vessel now if thy contemplation or inward devotion doth chance upon the maiden which through her constant faith did bring forth our saviour the son of god without any spot of nature only the overshadowing of the holy ghost remaining pure virgin and mother as the scripture doth plainly bear witness then may ye salute her with the same salutation that the angel gabriel saluted her but ye shall worship god only in the trine of persons namely the father the son and holy ghost thus doing ye shall do the highest worship unto mary that can be done according to the judgment of the scripture and that we may be the more assured and certified of this we will confer this song of salvi regina with the scripture and see how they accord but if it doth not agree with god's word i require you for the honour of god to leave it and cleave unto the word of god and so doing ye shall be the brethren and sisters of christ according to his own witness luke eight and whatsoever is not his that is against him and venom of the soul for the which we ought earnestly to beware lest after this transitory life we be robbed of the eternal glory the which god omnipotent reigning for ever grant us all amen a refutation of the song called salvi regina blessed be god and the father of our lord jesus christ which according to his great mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the rising again of jesus christ from the dead unto an uncorruptible and undefiled inheritance which never shall fade away etc thus writeth peter in his first canonical epistle the first chapter willing us to thank praise and bless god always for delivering us from death everlasting through his only son jesus christ this high and most laudable benefit as no tongue can express it so can no tongue also praise it enough and therefore doth paul exhort and warn us of the abuse of this benefit saying 
1 Corinthians 7, ye are dearly bought, namely with the blood of Jesus Christ, be ye not servants of men, etc. Now to sing, sense, pray, and to do like reverence unto a creature, or an image of wood or stone, and unto that image to attribute such praise, thank, and worship as belongeth unto God only, what is that else save a service of men, whereby God and his word are blasphemed, denied, and set at naught? as it shall be briefly declared hereafter. First we sing, Saeve Regina Misericordiae, that is to say, Hail Queen of Mercy. Here is first denied the saying of Isaiah, recited of St. Paul, Romans 14, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, all knees shall bow unto me, and all tongues shall knowledge unto God. And again the saying of Moses, Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord only. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. The saying also of the prophet Isaiah in the forty-second chapter is here denied, where God saith, I myself, whose name is the Lord, which give my power to none other, neither mine honour to the gods, etc., Mark how earnestly, how fitly and well these sayings agree with this salutation or greeting of Mary. Verily, as well as day and night, mark how our carnal devotion and good meaning accordeth with God and his word, even so well that God saith by the prophet Isaiah, in the fortieth chapter, My thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. But as far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so far do my ways exceed yours, and my thoughts yours. Hereby may it be seen what this salvation is, namely that God doth not give his honour to none of the gods. Now consisteth his honour in nothing so greatly as in thankfulness and praising him for his infinite mercy and goodness showed unto us in suffering for us that were in thraldom and the devil's danger, and so delivered us thereout, which neither the blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, nor Paul, nor none of all the saints hath done. It followeth that she is not the Queen of Mercy. Secondarily we sing Vita Dolcedo et spes nostra saeve, that is, hail our life, our sweetness, and our hope. The contrary to this witnesseth Christ himself, John 14, saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, etc. And Isaiah saith likewise in the 45th chapter, in the person of God, Turn you unto me, all ye ends of the world, and ye shall be saved. For I am God, and there is else none. To this agreeeth also Paul, 1 Corinthians 3, saying, other fundament can no man lay than that which is laid already, which is Christ Jesus. These comfortable words do we neither keep nor believe, seeing we confess with our mouths, and with the deed seek another life or salvation than the true and only life and salvation, namely Jesus Christ. Yea, thus doing, we make not God true in his promise, that either cannot or will not do for us, as he saith everywhere in the chapter, or else... Do not we believe the saying of the book of wisdom in the fifteenth chapter, where it is thus written, Thou, our God, art sweet, long-suffering, and true, in mercy orderest thou all things, and so forth. And Christ, speaking of himself, John 6, saith, Whoso cometh unto me, him will not I cast out. And again in the tenth chapter he saith, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them everlasting life, and they shall never perish. Where is any such word of comfort, life, hope, or sweetness spoken of in the scriptures of the Blessed Virgin Mary, or any creature? And if there be not, what madness is it of us either to call or to take them for our hope and refuge, which do so lowly away submit themselves both to God and his creatures? 
if we would a little ponder these words of the salvation of Mary, conferring them with the saying of David, Psalm 102, where he saith, Like as a father pitieth his own children, even so is the Lord merciful unto them that fear him. We should easily see how far and upturning we be both from God and his true word. We see then, well-beloved brethren and sisters, that if we believed these foresaid words aright, we should need none other salvation, hope, nor life, save only Christ, which is given us of the Father to be a mediator between him and us, as ye shall hear hereafter. But, alas, it is come to the point with us that we ask life of them that do not live themselves, as Solomon saith in his book called the Book of Wisdom, the thirteenth chapter. Here there are two pages missing. God saith in the fifty-first chapter of Isaiah, I am he that in all things giveth you consolation. What art thou, then, that fearest a mortal man, the child of man which goeth away as doth the flower, and forgettest the Lord that made thee? In the book of Wisdom, the sixteenth chapter, it is thus written, It is thou, O Lord, that hast power of life and death. Thou leadest unto death's door, and bringest up again. This is he in whom only ye ought to hope and have confidence. Him only shall ye fear, to him only must ye sigh and sob. For there is but one only, that is most high creator of all things, most pursuant and mighty, that is greatly to be feared and dread, as Jesus Sirach exhorteth us to do in the first chapter of Ecclesiasticus, saying, There is one, even the highest, the maker of all things, the Almighty, the King of power, of whom men ought to stand greatly in awe, which sitteth upon his throne, being a God of dominion, and so forth. Thank therefore, and praise him only, fear and dread him, and then shall not ye be deceived. For if ye trust in men, or any creature, calling upon them, then verily shall ye be deceived, unhappy and accursed, as testify both Jeremiah, in the seventeenth chapter, and David, in the hundred and thirteenth psalm, saying, Cursed be the man that putteth his trust in man. Let therefore them that fear the Lord put their trust in him, for he is their succour and defence, and think, Ye be assured, this kind of worship to be naught but a device and imagination of men only, the which are idle and vain, as saith Jeremiah in the tenth chapter. And Christ also saith, Matthew 15, that he is worshipped in vain, while they teach such doctrines as are nothing but the commandments of men. Though they approach near unto me with the pater noster calling me Father, Lord, and God, yet do they run to other fathers, gods, and saviours in this vale of tears. Draw therefore back, good brethren and sisters, your straying steps, and wend them in the ways of the Lord, yielding you rather to him and his word. For ye have more assurance to be heard when you call to him. If ye so do, then ye have a following man's voice. David saith, Psalm 49, in the person of God, Call upon me in the time of trouble. So will I hear thee, that thou shalt thank me. Where is there only such promise or comfortable word in all the scripture of the Blessed Virgin, or any other? Here there are two pages missing. Name he shall give it you. If ye therefore believe these words steadfastly, then need ye none other means, or think ye that he will lie either for you or for your sins, which only is the truth himself, and hath taken away the sins of the world, as Isaiah doth expressly write of him in the fifty-third chapter, and John Baptist doth by mouth. Sixthly, it followeth in the song, Et Jesum benedictum fructum venteris tui, 
nobis post hoc exilium ostende that is and show us jesus the blessed fruit of thy womb after this exiling and banishing if ye will have her to show you jesus then must ye first let him show you her in this misery and hear what she said luke in the first chapter where it is written he remembereth mercy and helpeth up his servant israel even as he promised unto our fathers abraham and to his seed for ever here saith mary that unto abraham and his seed was promised salvation through christ jesus which thing is plainly declared in genesis the twenty-second chapter where god said to abraham in thy seed shall all nations be blessed and abraham believing this was saved thereby and in genesis seventeen was isaac promised unto abraham and abraham believing the same likewise was saved thereby unto david was like promise made second Ranum, the seventh chapter on this wise when the time is fulfilled that thou shalt sleep with thy fathers i will raise thy seed after thee i will be his father and he shall be my son and will establish the seat of his kingdom for ever this did david believe and was also saved behold thus hath now abraham received his child saith mary as it was promised unto abraham and his posterity will ye now therefore also be saved then must ye let jesus be showed unto you as mary doth show him here in the magnificat namely that he is the blessing of all nations and so to believe and faithfully to trust in jesus christ only for by this faith only shall ye be saved ye must have this faith only in him in this veil of tears and so see him here and not let him be showed unto you by other means after this miserable exiling as it is sung in this song of praise thus must we have him showed unto us in this veil of tears as he was showed unto the patriarchs and prophets that we may know him in this mortal life and believe in him as they have done and then surely shall he show himself well enough after this exiling and banishment if else his words be true that he hath spoken john eleven i am the resurrection and the life he that believeth on me shall live though he were dead already and john three he that believeth on me shall not be condemned thus must thou then know jesus christ as one that taketh away thy sins dying the bitter death for them but if ye know him not here then may he not be showed you after this parting of body and soul neither of mary nor of anybody else seventhly we sing in this song o clemens o pia o dulcis virgio maria that is o bounteous o good o sweet virgin mary these words were wont to be cried out loud but baal's priests cried out louder whereof it is written in the third book of the kings the eighteenth chapter of this manner and they cried loud and provoked themselves with knives and lancets as their manner was till the blood followed but no answer was heard wherefore the prophet elijah mocking them said cry loud for he is a god peradventure he is musing or hath somewhat to do or is gone some journey or haply he sleepeth so that he would be waked up etc they cried farther yet yea that even their throat seemed to have brass asunder but what they obtained thereby that may ye read there and much less shall ye obtain with your loud blaring for god giveth no ear to loud crying but to love and mercy besides this ascribest thou sweetness goodness and righteousness unto a creature which is to be referred unto none but unto god only of this sweetness saith scripture in the book of wisdom the twelfth chapter on this wise o lord how gracious and sweet is thy spirit in all things 
and joel in the second chapter turn you unto the lord your god for he is gracious and merciful long-suffering and of great compassion and ready to pardon wickedness and to forgive sins etc david doth likewise exhort us in the thirty-third psalm saying taste and see how friendly the lord is happy is the man that trusteth in him mark well now that ye must seek and look for all goodness sweetness mercy and virtue at him only if he shall obtain aught and that ye can do naught without him this confirmeth the prayer of anna the wife of elkanah in the first book of the kings the second chapter where she saith there is no man holy as the lord for without thee is nothing and there is no comfort like unto our god and even so no man can nor may be holy or come to the father but through the son christ jesus as he witnesseth himself to conclude good brethren and sisters i beseech you for the unspeakable mercy of god to remember and to think that god is wiser than ye and so doing give your wit and wisdom captive unto the word of god and then shall happen unto you both health and salvation but alas it is happened unto us god amended that is spoken of in the thirteenth chapter of the book of wisdom namely that through the beauty of the work the common people was deceived insomuch that they took him now for god which a little afore was but honoured as man like unto this may ye read deuteronomy the sixth barak the last and in the book of wisdom the thirteenth and fourteenth chapters besides other places innumerable more in the bible if ye look upon these places ye shall easily see what idolatry is used daily in christendom before the painted blocks and stocks which i trust shall once be redressed by the power of the word of god though to some it seem to be impossible by the reason of the deep rooting of it in some suspicious hearts but let such call to mind the power of god specified in these words of god by his prophet isaiah in the fiftieth chapter why would no man receive me when i came and when i called no man gave answer was my hand clean smitten off that it might not help or had i not power to deliver send therefore the pure and plain understanding of thy godly word into our hearts that the light of the clear understanding of thy word may drive out the darkness of idolatry and so thine honour be restored unto thee again amen the true salvi regina grounded upon the scripture hail jesus christ king of mercy our life our sweetness and our hope hail unto thee do we call the wretched children of eve unto thee do we call and sigh weeping and wailing in this valley of tears turn therefore thy merciful eyes to usward thou specimen and advocate of ours and show us the visage of thy blessed father in the everlasting glory as thou hast promised us o gracious o sweet christ and son of the virgin mary End of a confutation of the song called Salvi Regina, proving by scriptures laid thereto that it is rather idolatry than lawful to be sung of true Christian men by Martin Luther.